What's up, everybody? This is Presto. Corporal Rossage. And you are listening to episode 78 of the Nintendads podcast. Happy fucking Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. It's me, Mario. And me, Presto, still. Um, <laughs> this is our father's day game fest episode uh and we're going to talk about the games that have been consuming our waking hours and most of our sleeping ones too uh diablo 4 street fighter 6 uh and then we're going to talk about summer game fest um because that happened and there's it's just there's so much there's so much news it's such a long list uh and we're going to try and go through it <laughs> as efficiently yes. as we can um but yeah so hi uh this is a little bit different of an episode if you're uh viciously spamming in chat hi guys hi guys we're actually recording this episode uh on saturday june 17th and we are going to publish it on father's day the 18th so anybody who's watching a premiere of this on facebook or youtube or twitch uh we're not there we're in the past or you're in the future i don't know how that works should but... we put like a, a warning label above our heads that says not live because people are gonna be like da, 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 and we're gonna yeah, be like well, we'll see and if you're on an audio platform none of this makes sense to you you just listen to us anyway um but uh, <laughs> you're follow all, us you on, are follow always us in the future <laughs> we are always in the past um, so in tried and true form, even though this is going to be the majority of the episode, Corporal, what are you playing lately? Diablo! Diablo! Zelda! Diablo! Diablo! Zelda! Are you really playing Zelda? I find that hard to believe. I am. I have my, I don't, my dock is empty. My Switch is sitting downstairs next to my bed. But why? You can play it on the Xbox downstairs too. The Diablo. The Xbox is in the living room. Oh, the Switch so depending sits on my bedside table. I'm like the old guy in no, those. No, the Switch goes in the bathroom because it's the only one that can. <laughs> I'm like the old guy in those old TV shows who sits down in bed with a little nightlight and reads his book before he tucks himself in sleep. Except it's a Switch, and I'm playing Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, that's our that's our generation. Can you imagine what retirement homes are going to look like when we're old people? <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> um, so you've been playing Diablo and a little bit of Zelda. I have been playing Diablo. Uh, I've been playing. I've been trying to split, trying and failing to split my time between Diablo and Street Fighter Six. Although this week I've probably it's probably been about even uh, because I streamed Street Fighter Six this week. I've been playing it a bunch, still playing Diablo 4 a bunch, and just a pinch, just a sprinkle of Monster Hunter um, because it got Primordial Malzino in the last bonus update, which I have a whole lot of emotions about uh, it being the last update, but we'll get to all that. But uh, yeah, Diablo and Street Fighter 6 are running my life. I have not touched Zelda since Diablo and Street Fighter 6 came out. Have not touched it. Um, What are you drinking? What are you buying? So when I was in Jersey at our last episode, the episode 77. Yeah, 77 comes before 78. It's true. Yes. 
not not to be confused with the episode 76 that we did but yeah episode 70 episode 77 uh tears of the kingdom review uh when i was at your house you had convinced my wife to use these powder hydration things yes and we now have four flavors that we rotate through <laughs> and i because i'm a bubbly whore everybody knows that i love Lacroix and bubblies and you, you can't do stop love me. your Lacroix. So I use some of the hydration powder inside the bubbly and give it that extra punch. Oh, and I like it. Because you say that LaCroix tastes like it was placed in the same warehouse as a lemon. So, yeah. so, so It's not, LaCroix isn't flavored. It's just like suggested. <laughs> so I add some of the hydration powder to that. Um, or I, because our new fridge, we've got the ice maker and the water dispenser in the fridge now. So I just take my large mason jar, give myself a couple things of ice, a scoop of powder, give myself a little bit of water, and like shake it up violently. Yeah, and it's then I good. Just what add is more the hydration stuff called? I forget. I don't even know. I'd have to look at my Amazon Prime uh, box and yeah, look at that's going to be like sorting for a needle in a haystack. Yeah, the way you order things. Um. <laughs> Anyway, we'll put it in the show notes. Maybe we'll put it on the website or something. Um, I am drinking... Uh, I got another one of these mixed packs uh, that I really like um, from UFO. I thought it was called something else. I thought there was like a different... Oh, no, it's UFO Beer Company. Uh, UFO Beer Company, it's summer officially, even though I drink this kind of beer all year round. But strawberry lemonade shandy pretty standard weird fruit flavored stuff for me uh this is yep. the company that makes that florida orange you had when you were here too yes yeah it's that good. was good it's good stuff many of these will be drank uh during yard work over the summer and probably tomorrow or today if you're listening to this today on father's day mm -hmm. mm. now before we get started cover a little tiny incy weensy insignificant pinch of news so two things happened since we last spoke here. Um, so Twitch passed these absurd guidelines for sponsored content. Um, that was like, you can't have sponsored logos over more than 3% of your screen. Uh, you can't have baked in ads. And pretty much universally... Uh, Ludwig pissed did off. a really good recap on it. Everybody got pissed off, right? Everybody's like, this is terrible. This is bad. I'm going to leave Twitch. Uh, some of the biggest uh, media companies and streaming like groups on Twitch were like, if this goes through, uh, One True King being the main one, um, we're like, if this goes through, we're out. We're done. Like, we can't make a living on these guidelines. Uh, and Twitch quickly tucked tail and reversed that decision. Um, but then this week, they uh, they had they announced a seventy thirty split between uh, partnered streamers and the company. But then they they put it to they changed the seventy thirty split to a fifty fifty split, and then they changed it back to seventy thirty after some backlash. With the exception of you have to be partnered and you have to have three hundred and fifty subscribers not counting gifted or prime subscribers 
for three months to then get the 70-30 split. Um, so it's basically just making streamers jump through hoops to get a fair cut. Um, and Twitch, Twitch doing things to piss people off is not anything new, but they've been pissing more people off than usual this week. Maybe it's the heat. I don't know. But this morning, news broke. This morning. This morning. I love this, that. This morning. This morning. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I, I got it. The and then smorning. This morning. Um, XQC, who is somehow the biggest streamer on Twitch, uh, makes the most amount of money on Twitch, is known for raging and getting banned, um, used to be competitive Overwatch player. He got a deal to stream primarily on Kick, even though Kick said you don't have to be exclusive, you can continue to stream on YouTube and TikTok. Oh yeah, Twitch also made it this week so that nobody is allowed to multi-stream at all at any level even if you're not partnered not affiliated you're just a guy who started a channel you're not making any money if you stream on two different platforms and twitch is one of them they have the right to ban you which is dumb so um, if you know us you know that that was a red flag shh, don't tell um <laughs> xq anyway xqc signed a deal with kick kick said you can stream on as many platforms as you want we don't care but Kick is your home. Kick is your home base. That's where the primary platform is going to be. And they are paying him to stream on Kick for two years. Two years. A hundred million dollars. A hundred. Let's think about this for a second. A hundred million dollars. A hundred million. Not a million. Not five million. It's a hundred million dollars. It's an insane number. He is now officially paid more than LeBron James. LeBron uh, makes 97 in two years. So kick also recently announced that they're talking about doing any streamer who wants to transfer over to their platform. They'll give this. them an hourly rate. I've heard about this 16. I think it's 16. Is it, I don't think it's hour. been I don't think it's been finalized yet. It hasn't I, been finalized, but that's what the rumors are. But I'll be honest with you. $16 an hour? It's a low amount, but if you're start like for somebody like us, it's a consistent income. I I I don't know. I am not so the biggest the biggest problem that people have with Kick and I don't think we've ever even talked about this between you and I, let alone on an episode. This um, is good for Kick is owned by Stake. Uh, the same guy who owns Stake, and Stake is uh, an online gambling company. And the majority of ads that play on Kick and the most popular streams on Kick are gambling. If you go to Kick.com, the number one category is always casino games. So watching people play slot machines, roulette, whatever. Um, so automatically, if you are like morally opposed to gambling, Kick is already like not on your good list. Kick also is, I would say, a little too relaxed with their guidelines because it's become a place where people can stream. I don't want to say they can stream hate speech, but people have basically there's it's like the Wild West on kick. You really have to, like, do something completely out of pocket to get banned or flagged on kick. Um, so in other words, it's uh, 
um, Twitch in its first early early years. Kind of, yeah. Before before Twitch decided that they could make a ton of money through advertisers, and advertisers said no more hot tubs, and then all that fun stuff. Um, so I'm not against I'm not against streaming on Kick. It just would have to be worth the effort because multi streaming is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, uh, so doubt. anyway, that's the news. XQC got a hundred million dollars. Gross. Uh, yeah. So much money. Um. So that's the news. Moving right along. Diablo. Diablo so, Four is out. We have had lots of pre launch conversations about diablo on our stream on our podcast like you know that we were going to be in on this game oh yeah first of all first question for diablo did it live up to the hype did it meet your expectations yes as we played the beta we played the server slam is the full game everything you hoped it would be it is all of the things that I didn't like about Diablo 3 improved upon. And because I didn't play Diablo 2 as much, that's as far as my opinion can go. But yes, I I am I'm very happy with it so far. Same. I wish the skill tree was a little bit more understandable. Yeah. But I love the ability of being able to take my points back and then respect to try different things. It's one of the reasons why I discovered that I like the rogue because I was putting all my points into the stabbies and then I realized I can switch <laughs> out to the bow and arrow and then I was so much happier. To so. the stabbies. Now you're playing... Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, I am also like, hell yes, it met my expectations. Um, yeah, it's just... It's just good. The gameplay is good. The open world is actually bigger than I thought it would be. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, I, I, so what do you, what do you think of the story so far before we get into like the mechanics and things? Um, I, so we, we all know that I'm a story guy. I'm a story driven guy. It's okay. It's good. It's decent. I really don't know I what's mean, going on, right. but it's good. Yeah, um, I, so I just completed the story a couple of days ago, and at first I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sip this game slowly. I'm gonna sip and savor this story. I'm really treating it as like a, a D&D style game, because it really has that level of detail where... Things tie in like everything is voice acted. Like you talk, you talk to a random NPC who has no quest for you in town, and they can give you like a really well delivered voice acted line. Mm-hmm. And yet we still have the latest mainline Pokemon game with no voice acting. So I like the quality. <sighs> uh, some of the cinematics specifically at the end of the game the cinematics in the last little nugget of the game are really really good like really good 
I, I, I don't know if I know, I know what you're referring to, so I'm trying not you to... You don't because you're not at the end of the story yet. Okay. But when you make it to the end of the story, I'm going to know because you're going to call me and you go, holy <laughs> shit, that was awesome. Did you see that? That was crazy. You were talking about that on the episode. I'm afraid to honestly uh, play some of this stuff online because I'll be like having to deal with chat and other people who are going to join me who are going to be like rushing through. Like I, I think near the very end of the game, I may want to play some of that story stuff offline so I can really enjoy it. Yeah, I played... Yeah, I played I played the end of the story offline. Um, but here's the other thing about the story. It's so long. <laughs> it's too long. Like, I'm crazy, but it's too long. It just goes on and on. Um, I will say the story pacing I don't like. Uh, like Really? Well, you reach a point where it just feels extraneous because you're playing, you're doing a thing, it's moving the story along, and then it just becomes like fetch quests. It's like, okay, travel all the way over here to this section of the map that you haven't been to yet to get an item to get this person this, and then they're going to help you get into this, and then they're going to do this, and we got there, and oh, dag, now it will, it's not here anymore. All right, now we're going to go here, and then we're going to do this. It just feels like... A lot of the story missions feel like padding a little bit. Like they don't like they just feel like fluff. There's some fluff in there. Like an entire and I posted this on Twitter. There's like an entire section of the game that can be summarized by the gang does drugs in the swamp. Because you do <laughs> you do back to back missions that basically involve the characters doing drugs and hallucinating violently for like a good chunk of gameplay. Um, and that's, that's good. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of extra stuff. What are you typing? I am fixing some things from our show notes. Oh, <laughs> like I hear clickety clacks. Oh my we god. We did not we did not include the Xbox showcase stuff in our show notes, so I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to quickly okay. put some stuff in. Okay. Um so story is a little long in the tooth. Um end game so far is pretty cool. I like I just got into it, but the the mm. post story stuff seems very fun, challenging. Um classes what class have you played what classes have so you played i'm currently so playing i'm currently playing necro necromancer yeah um, that seems to be insanely popular in demo i played the rogue and i started to play the wizard but then i got cut off um so how are you liking necro so i like necro I'm not going to say that I don't like Necro. I think Necro is the best cat class to play if you don't want a challenge or you're new to Diablo. Okay. Beginner friendly because you got lots of it lots of buddies. Very very beginner friendly. Um it's almost hard. I I, I no, that's not true. It, it's easy to get yourself killed, but 
it, it's it's a lot easier if you're playing necro with a horde um coincidentally i could play the exact same way with my rogue and i am severely challenged and then it becomes a matter of can i use my movement to get myself out of situations can i you know come in take out these guys come out relax a minute come back in take and like i have to think tactically about it yeah. so because of that i think rogue would be a for me would be a better challenging playthrough but necro i can show up and the, the party could be in the midst of something and then i show up and all of a sudden now it's like it's easy yeah I think... With that being said, we've got too many friends who are also playing Necro, so, like, there's not a balance of classes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have, like, eight Necros in our Discord at any given time, and no, <laughs> not a Barbarian to be found. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's all. It's also interesting, the difficulty. So, I went through... I don't think I died one time during the Ooh. entire story maybe okay. once when i like wasn't no i don't i don't know maybe one time somewhere in there um but i was also playing druid and i was playing werebear druid which is a tanky thick boy uh, <laughs> okay and your whole damage is dependent on you keeping your health high and having a huge pool of health and then fortifying your health and overpowering, which bases the damage bonus on your health and your fortified health. So yeah. I just turned into a giant furry lovable bulldozer. Um, <laughs> and so the challenge is interesting. It definitely I felt like this was the challenge, right? You start off. So there's a little bit of a learning curve as you learn the abilities and like what to do. And then after that initial learning curve, I feel like it's flat for like 70% of the campaign. And then it sort of has these little spikes as you're forced to fight like a bunch of elites or a time or at a time, or some of the bosses can have a fair bit of challenge depending on your class. Um, and then you clear the story and then the game is like, okay, was that hard enough for you? And then it punches you in the mouth repeatedly. Um, the difference, the difficulty difference between the story and everything after the story is black and white. So as much as you're like very comfortable playing through the story as Necro, as soon as you get through the story, your Necro is going to have to do some some stretches He's going to have to feed some hydration powder to his skeletons because they are going to be dying every second, um, which I don't hate. I wish it was a little more gradual. Um, OK, but I'm also under leveled for endgame. I'm not even level 50 yet, and I've already upgraded to world tier three. So maybe that's my own fault. <laughs> uh, but you also have to really pay attention with your legendaries like you have to have your build sorted and you have to have your legendaries working in conjunction with your skills. I feel like the whole story, you can go through just leaning on your skills. You cannot have any legendaries. Legendaries help, but I feel like you could go through the whole story kind of comfortably without legendaries. As soon as you beat the story, 
you need to have multiple legendaries that support your build. And if you don't, you are getting turned into grated cheese and sprinkled on pasta for demons immediately. Interesting. So yes. I, I am I have not gotten to that point yet. So I'm I'm maybe my comments about it is user friendly is great for the story. Well, your your yeah, your comments for for the campaign and the story are spot on. If we were having this conversation last week, I would be right there with you being like, yeah, Druid is also easy, and we're ba- we're both playing on World Tier 2. We're both playing on the harder difficulty of the story, and we're pretty yep. much just cruising through it without any trouble. But ugh, the, the post-game <laughs> stuff is not easy. Um, so what else? Oh, the clan. Let's talk about the clan real quick. Holy... Okay, first off, I don't, I, I don't know if it's, like, trauma... But I don't like I don't like that it's called clan. I kind of wish it was called a guild because that's what yeah. it's called in World of Warcraft, and that's probably yep. why they didn't call it a guild. I don't know. It's I, th- like... I thought a cult. I'm yes. very, they should have called them cults. Yes. That's what they should have done. Yes. I think that's thematically appropriate. Exactly. That's so, exactly what I was looking for. So in Diablo 4, you can start a clan, which is a guild, kind of like a cult, less Kool-Aid parties. Um, <laughs> but you basically start a group and people can join your group and you have a messaging board, you have a banner, you can assign ranks to people. And it basically just serves as a group uh, I thought there was going to be clan progression, like rewards for, and I maybe that's coming later. Um, yeah. But right now, it's just essentially you create a group, you have your own private chat, you can have a message of the day, and you can assign ranks, and you can promote people, demote people, all that fun stuff. So we made our clan, whatever, and when you make a clan, you get a little tag in front that's like, I think you get like six letters. So we made the Nintendo's clan. And the little affix that goes in front of your name is just dads because it wasn't couldn't fit Nintendo ads. So it's just dads. And then the requests started coming in. Holy. So when you talk about like. So not everybody is on the East Coast. Not everybody's in the United States. Not everybody's in the tri-state area. Not everybody has been in New York, but. Uh, for those of you who can understand this reference, it was like the 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 subway tram doors opened at Penn Station, and you are now trying to get across the platform <laughs> to your next destination. And all of these people are just like, "I'm trying to get into this little hole." Just like, Doof. like yeah, the request uh, that came in was insane. Yeah, we we were humbled and grateful. And a little overwhelmed because <laughs> within, I think it was within four or five days, we had gotten so many requests that we had maxed out the amount yeah. of people. You can have 150 people in your clan. Uh, and we maxed that out. And then I think you can have up to 25 like pending requests. And that was maxed out. Um, so then people who wanted to join wanted to request to join couldn't request to join so then they would find our discord name go to our discord and be like hey i want to get in let me in and like every morning this is happening like now uh, like a dozen people a day 
trying to every get in. morning i wake up and no lie it's easily five people who've been added to our discord and i'm just giving them the diablo clan tag so i know that these people are coming in for this reason it's just so thank it's you awesome all. we super appreciate the support yes. we are trying our best to keep up um the easiest way to get in if you're listening to this and want to play with us is to go to our discord because yes. essentially we're and i don't like to require people to go to our discord to join us in an in-game thing but the in-game management is not there uh yeah. you can only add you, you can't even message somebody if they're not online to be like hey are you active um, so let, let me just also say this the request steps in order to get in are you have to a be able to request to get in now there there's a gate there based off of how many are in the quest re request queue so like presto was saying if there's 25 people who are waiting to get a, a response from us then you won't be able to request so there's your first gate so you, you want to be able to request okay let's say you're able to request you then have to request to join now you have to wait for one of us to accept your request and send you an invite. So once we've done that, now it's up to you to receive our invite and accept the invite. And then if there's room in the clan, because it's maxed out at 150, then you can get into the clan. So let me tell you <laughs> so everybody trying to push through the door at once is not working no. so <laughs> if you want in the the streamlined thing is coming to the if you can't request if you're met by the first gate and you can't even request because the queue is full which it likely is because it always is um come to our discord give us your battle net name that's the key if you're in the discord and you give us your battle net name you uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to be in because we will wait for we'll clear out the queue and then we'll tell you okay apply now you'll apply we'll accept you and we'll upgrade you to member because foolishly we just started accepting anybody who is requesting anybody. so we have yeah. 100 and a, a big percentage of those 150 people are people who's just like oh i want the dad's tag and, and just requested so basically we're requiring you to confirm your interest and that you're an active member in our discord and then we will upgrade you from recruit to member um in a week or two we're probably gonna start removing all of the people with recruit status which is people we just blindly accepted in the first couple of days because we didn't foresee having this problem sorry um, but if you're an active member of the clan, we're saying it all the time in chat. We have it in the description. We have it in the daily message. You have to come to discord, give us your battle net name. We'll confirm that you're good to go. And then you're And in. that's just purely so that we know that the people who are in the clan are people who are active, people who wants to interact with us and people who are going to be active in helping the clan. So, yeah. So clan, just logistics, but uh, thank you guys so much for that support. Huge shout out to our clan community. You guys are awesome. Extra special shout out to Spaz. I got to shout out Spaz because Spaz has consistently been there. He was one of the first people to get in, has been super helpful with people, has helped you with, I think, some necro builds, has offered gold in game for anybody who needs it, is like very active in our discord. So be like Spaz. So while your experience has been with Spaz, and yes, I have to say I appreciate Spaz, I've had uh, Racecar. Oh, 
race car race car is also race car is phenomenal he's open and communicative he communicates a lot of times even if he's not playing he'll just be like oh hey you remember you can go do this and i'm like oh yeah thanks like he and he's fairly new to diablo himself so he's learning along the way so he's just excited to be able to share the knowledge that he has learned and help other people so I, I I appreciate Racecar. So on our last stream, Racecar was watching from the gym, and oh nice, we we made the deal that if oh, I no. said the word kill, uh, at, at kill or killed, he had to do an extra five reps while at the gym. So were you trying I to mean, kill him? <laughs> I, honestly, he, it didn't. It didn't. I and I promised him I wasn't going to do it maliciously. But then Tri Kingdom Gaming was in chat and it goes, I don't care about him. Kill. <laughs> when you're playing Diablo, it's like the whole game is like yeah, killing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was also, good stuff. Huge shout out to our, our Discord mon, our clan officers, Mr. Vernicky, the one and only Nick Yeti, uh, and Ascension for helping us manage the floodgates of requests <laughs> yes. and logistics of approving everyone. Um, any closing thoughts about Diablo before we move on? It's hard. Good. Everybody who comes into the chat says that Lilith is hot. She's mommy. Yes. She's, she's mommy in like the weird contemporary meaning that that word has. But then she's also literally the mother of Sanctuary. Like she and Inarius yeah. gave birth to the human race and to the sanctuary realm. So not only is she the mother, she is mommy. It's that weird, like dominatrix thing that happened with the resident evil woman. Oh yes. Yes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So they know what we're they're aware doing. of it. They know yeah. what they're doing. It's not an accident. Are you kidding me? No way. Uh, for a little while there, I was like, our entire chat is just filled with perverts. And then I finally met her and I was like, you guys. People in hell get thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Kind of seems like drink, a natural thing to drink more water. Drink more water. Hydration. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> um, next up, which is mostly just going to be me talking a lot. Um, yeah, street. Fighter. I'll try to. I'll try to control you. Street Fighter Six. Um, huge thank out. Th- thank out. Shout out and thank <laughs> you. It's a thank out. Um, we don't edit, even though this is recorded. We're not gonna edit this. Too no. lazy. There's too. We don't have time to edit these anymore when we have so many games out. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, huge thank you and shout out to Capcom. For- Capcom Daddy. Daddy Capcom. Daddy Capcom. Um, yeah, the Cap God uh, reaching their their max pinnacle of glory with the games lately. Uh, but huge thank you to Capcom for hooking us up with the early access. I am now banned from competing in the Capcom Cup this year, so I'm not going to be winning that million dollars because I got the game a little bit early. But it was <laughs> worth it, I think. Um, and I suck, so that's, you know. Um, but yeah, huge thank you to Capcom for hooking us up. We're Capcom creators. You guys already know. You know what's up. We got the logo all over the place. Um, Mine's hidden behind the mic. 
But uh, Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six. So where where do I even start with this game? Um, let me let me start where all good stories start, right in the middle. <laughs> so Street Fighter Five came out in sort of a, a not great state. Uh, the the rollback code had weird delays. The the content was lacking. There was no single player modes, or there was like very bare bones single player modes. And Street Fighter V took years to get to the point through updates and patches and DLC to where people were like, Street Fighter V feels like a full game. And then they went above and beyond, and I think Street Fighter V ended up, in the end, being a really decent game. Um, but it came out in a really shaky state, and I think Capcom learned their lesson from that because Street Fighter VI arguably has more content than any other Street Fighter that's come out. People have been saying, you know, it's gotten great reviews, uh, 9 out of 10s, 10 out of 10s, um, of people saying that it is the most full and well-rounded package that Street Fighter has ever put out and has the potential to be the best in the series from multiple different sort of viewpoints. Um, and I agree with that. It's, it's chock full of nuts. Uh, and by nuts, I mean different modes to play and characters and just things to really sink your teeth into. An absurd amount of art that you can unlock. Um, uh, speaking of unlocking, hold on. My dad, my dog is trying to get out of my office. Hold on. Your dad. So uh, Street Fighter uh, okay. 6, I think, um, has... Street Fighter 6, I think, has some great potential in the fighting community um so street fighter 6 every time street fighter comes out there's new mechanics and this game's mechanic is the drive system so you have a little gauge that's separate from your super meter super meter just builds up uh over time and based on your damage and stuff to do super moves but the drive gauge gives you options to do a couple different things it gives you uh, drive impact, which is probably the most divisive and controversial uh, mechanic. Basically, every character has the ability to do a super armor move that can tank through two hits and you get a huge, delicious, juicy combo out of it. Um, and that basically is meant to punish people from button mashing. If you ever played a sibling or a friend who just would just bah, 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 bah. and you're like oh they just keep hitting buttons and it's so stupid but it works because they're just always throwing attacks out drive impact is your answer to that because you 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 tank through those hits and you sock them and then you get a giant opening um but it's not so one-dimensional because if you throw it out all willy-nilly somebody can drive impact you back so you can't it's not just a it's not just a win button. You have to use it. It's great against people being super offensive, but you have to make sure that you're going to be safe when you use it. Otherwise, you're going to get drive impacted and get punished. Um, you also have the parry mechanic, which is not the same as it was in Third Strike. Um, it's basically just a block that blocks high and low that uses your drive gauge. Um, you have a drive rush, which is sort of the higher level mechanic that the drive gauge uses um it basically lets you cancel 
attacks, any special cancelable attacks, um, you can drive rush into by tapping forward twice, and you cancel out of any move, and then the next move and any subsequent moves in that combo give you different uh basically gives you different frame data and you have more frame advantage so it allows you to basically extend combos where you wouldn't normally be able to extend them do things on block that wouldn't normally be safe on block and just open up new combo routes for things that wouldn't normally connect but if you use this meter it sort of acts like glue to keep it all together um and i think that's really cool because it's it's something that gives you creativity to create new things and that in a fighting game is always a good thing um and then i think there's one other it's the drive the drive like impact counter which is basically if somebody's all over you you parry and then you forward and it basically just pushes them away from you it's like a combo breaker basically um and you don't get any damage off of you but it gives you some room to breathe um and then once you drive once you're out of your drive meter um so every time you get hit every time you block it chips away at your drive meter once you're out of drive meter you're at burnout and burnout means you take chip damage to your health from blocking and you lose access to every mechanic that i've just talked about which means someone drive impacts you you cannot drive impact them back you have to either take it or block and eat the chip damage so being in burnout is terrible but you really have to make a lot of mistakes to get there it's not like you don't you don't just end up in burnout for no reason um so i think this encourages uh offensive gameplay i think this encourages it punishes idle or defensive gameplay um and it, it i think it allows for a lot of creativity people are doing some sick stuff out there um with the drive impact or with the drive system so i would say the game the new gameplay mechanics are head and shoulders above the v trigger system that was in street fighter 5 i would say definitely has more nuance and complexity than the um uh what is it i don't remember what it was called in street fighter 4 um but i would say this is the best system that they've put out since third strike the parry system um Moving on, because I know we don't want to just hear me gush about Street Fighter. Good job. Good job. I like, like I'm self-censoring here. Um, <laughs> so there is a there is a pretty big controversy in Street Fighter Six, and it is over something that was added, seeming like a pretty innocuous thing, is the control scheme. Uh, I, so I'm going to tell you right now. Go ahead and describe it, but. I feel like I have a counterbalance for this, and we this may cause a bigger debate. Oh boy! Okay, cool. Okay, so when you're playing fighting games, specifically Street Fighter, Street Fighter is what they call a six-button game. Um, some buttons of some games are considered four-button games. Street Fighter is a six-button game. By six buttons, you have light, medium, heavy, light punch, light kick medium punch kick heavy punch heavy kick or fierce punch fierce kick um so it's a six button game you have six basic attacks and then when you want to do your specials you have to do motion inputs so that's the classic down down forward forward punch is hadouken 
forward, down, down, forward is sure you can, you know, charge characters. You have to hold back and then hit forward and punch. So that's classic controls. That's where that's the way fighting games have pretty much universally been. That's how Street Fighter has been. They invented the system. Modern controls add some some differences. And I have to say, complete transparency, I am in full support of modern controls because I suck at motion inputs. If you want to do a special in motion inputs, a lot of the time it is like a double special. Or if you want to do a super, sorry, if you want to do a super, so you want to do your big finishing move, it's down, down, forward, forward, down, down, forward, forward, punch. And you have to do that boom, like really quickly. And I'm terrible at it, let alone half circles, full circles for grapplers. Like I can't do it. Uh, I've played a bunch of fighting games. I always am restricted in the characters that I can use based on their control scheme. I can't play grapplers because I can't do full circle things consistently. I can't really play charge characters with the exception of May and Guilty Gear. Um, I'm just my my fingers are old and slow and they can only play Smash Brothers to some degree. Um, but modern mechanics cuts it down and basically makes Street Fighter a four button game. You have light attack, medium attack, heavy attack. And whether it comes out as a punch or a kick is just sort of pre baked into the character. And then you have a special button. And this is kind of kind of reminiscent of Super Smash Brothers. Your special that, button. That was my that was my comment. Yes. So your special button, you hit special, it does Hadouken. You do back special, it does another special, Tatsu. You do down special, it does uh, you know, donkey kick. You do forward special, it does sure you can. It basically maps those special inputs to a single button and a direction. Additionally, you have a parry, a dedicated parry button dedicated throw button dedicated drive impact button it just simplifies everything so people who aren't familiar or who have a lot of trouble with execution can play and use their brain instead of because when i'm playing a fighting game half of my attention at least is trying to do inputs and then the other half of my attention is actually playing the game so i'm already at a disadvantage this evens the playing field now it does come at a cost there is a 20 percent damage penalty for using specials and supers with this method and you're basically losing half your buttons because you don't have light punch light kick you just have light attack which could be a punch could be a kick you don't get to decide it's you get you get you don't get upset um you also get uh an assist button which you hold and you can hit assist light 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 and it will basically do a little mini auto combo assist medium 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 assist heavy 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 that will end in a super if you have the meter and then one more thing and this one more thing is mostly the cause of the controversy those super inputs that i was talking about where you have to do down forward down forward punch that take a second to do even if you're proficient in them it takes time to do those inputs those supers are now done by hitting two buttons and that's it and if you want to do a level two super you hold back and hit two buttons you want to do a level three super you hold down and you hit two buttons 
and it allows you so say here's here's where the controversy mostly lies me and corporal are facing each other we both have low health he's full screen he's throwing a fireball at me right not punishable not punishable at that range however i'm playing on modern i see him throw a fireball if i was playing on classic controls i'm not gonna have time to do down down forward forward down down forward forward punch and use my special to react to do that supers are always something that you have to combo into or do randomly and hope you can't really do them on reaction because of how many inputs are involved but with modern you can because i'm just fat fingering the two buttons so being able to do an instantaneous super has people's uh panties in a twist um there's also just this form of elitism that's sort of like the old man saying oh i had to go i had to go to school uphill in the snow both ways and this generation's soft because you guys don't have to suffer like i suffered and you just go grandpa go to therapy you need it you do um so modern controls are basically giving people like me or new players uh the ability to play the game with limited buttons with uh damage reduction and but be able to do stuff consistently i will for the record i'm an old guy who had to go to school uphill both ways in the snow mind you because i lived over the bridge so i had to walk over the bridge and then walk over the bridge so yeah. uphill both ways uh, so did i yes and i was further <laughs> away from the school from you so i have even more right to complain um so but there's this there's this weird culture of people saying like oh modern it's, it's this weird thing because half the people are saying modern controls people are using modern controls are babies they'll never be real competitors Oh, they they need they need a handicap. But then that same group is also saying modern controls are cheating. You guys get access to supers. You guys get to do your specials with one button. You shouldn't be allowed and ranked. And I think you have to decide whether you think modern controls are too strong or too easy. I don't think you get to have it both ways. Um, but I would say stick players like people who play on arcade sticks could say oh well you don't have to move your whole stick you just have to move your thumb or oh you're playing on a hitbox you've just had to hit some buttons that's cheating you could have ma modern controls are in the game capcom has said modern controls are going to be legal in capcom cup and all forms of competitive play if you have a problem with modern controls get over it if you complain about modern controls and you think they're unfair, you need to get good. I'm sorry. It's a control scheme that everybody has access to. If you hate modern controls that much and you think they're so OP, use them. Switch to modern controls. You won't. You won't because your ego is it's so big. You can't even reach around your ego to get to the controller. <laughs> modern controls aren't the problem. You're the problem. So how's that online play? The online play is fantastic. Um, the online play is amazing. The rollback is really good. Um, we have... Uh, we can make private rooms.
to play with people. You can do quick play, of course, all that kind of stuff. Um, we have a club, which is not Ooh. a clan or a cult or a guild. <laughs> it's a club. Yet another name. Um, we have free sweatshirts. If you join our club in Street Fighter, search the Nintendads, you will get a free Nintendad sweatshirt for your character in game designed by yours truly. It's it looks nice, I think. Um, That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, huge shout out to some of our community members that have been playing with me. Uh, Rayhi, uh, Black Ice, Nick Yeti, of course, Tri Kingdom Gaming, uh, and Blackbeard Slim. Now, Tri Kingdom so, Gaming. So, before you say anything else, is Ray, Black Ice, Nick Yeti, Blackbeard Slim, and Tri Kingdom Gaming? Are they like the officers of the clan in Diablo? They are no, no. They're just people. <laughs> they're people they're that I people. play with. They're people because okay. I want to grow. I want to grow our Street Fighter scene um, because I want people to play with, and I want to potentially host some tournaments um, okay. that I am definitely not going to win or get very far in. But in the in the spirit of competition. I would love if you're listening to this and you play Street Fighter, please come to our Discord. We have a lot of we have a growing amount of people that I want to have more people in our uh, fighting game community chat, exchanging tips, doing training rounds, playing with on stream. The more people that are involved in a fighting game community, typically the better it is. Um, so come through. But those are all people. Rehi is a content creator. Uh, Blackbeard Slim is a content creator, and I think Tri Kingdom is also a content creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check not, them out. Not as active as uh, as Rehi or Black Ice, but yeah, well, uh, not yet. True. I heard he's into Marvel, though. Yeah, he is into Marvel. So uh, Presto's queuing me up in such an awkward manner. <laughs> awkward i can't be I, what do you, look at the thing behind you what does that have to do with anything <laughs> so a big shout out to tri kingdom gaming um first off he came into the stream and gave it his all to kick presto's butt in street fighter and from my understanding you guys you know took took rounds with each other it was good oh yeah it was a good time. Uh, uh but tri kingdom gaming called me up and was like, hey, you like Marvel, right? And I'm like, yeah. What's your favorite Marvel character? And I was like, well, Deadpool or Wolverine? Because, well, you can't have the Deadpool. He's mine. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, slight, sure. Slight clarification, Corporal knows Tri-Kingdom Gaming in real life. This isn't just like Some he random found his person. phone number. Yeah, it's not the stalker <laughs> situation. Just want to clarify that. I mean, maybe like, it is. Oh, we yeah, haven't Tri Kingdom Gaming. Anything. He was in our chat, and then he was calling me up, asking <laughs> what my favorite Marvel character was. <laughs> well, maybe he called me on Discord. You don't know. But I do know. <laughs> anyway, Tri Kingdom Gaming gave me this Wolverine to put on my wall. He knows that my streaming setup is in a closet. And he calls me Harry Potter, and he thinks that I live underneath the staircase. So he wanted to help. I didn't know that. That's good. <laughs> he wanted to help spruce up the state, the place. So, true story. This is handmade by a guy, and hand painted by a guy who has no fingers. He was born with just his knuckles, and. He did this by hand, and he has a whole 
uh, Instagram and Etsy shop where you can buy these. Uh, Tri Kingdom Gaming has the information, and we'll go ahead and we'll share it in the description and post it so that you guys can find it if you want. I've seen at least 15 other uh, pieces like this that are in Tri Kingdom Gaming's gaming room. Um, Thanos, The Hulk, Wolverine, Deadpool, like you name it, he's made it. And it's not just Marvel, he's done other things. They are really cool. So this I is made from plywood. Half as good of a job with three hands. So that's <laughs> really impressive. And where's mine? That's I'd... that that's my main question. Look, look at all this real estate I have. You see that? <laughs> it's 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 pitched. It's sort of at an angle. Sorry, podcast listeners. Um, it's a pitched roof. It's like sort of like a, a Cape Cod, you know, finished attic kind of deal. But I got real estate to fill, man. Where's mine? Okay. All right. I don't know we'll if I have a, a standout uh, favorite Marvel character, but uh, I'm sure we could figure it out. I mean... Um. Anyway, other things about Street Fighter Six, and I'm probably going to do a full video review uh, talking about a lot of what I just said. World Tour mode is the story mode. I'm not crazy about it, but you can unlock a lot of cool cosmetics. It's cool. You can level up your character. You can... You can adopt different styles you can make basically make an amalgamation of character specials so you can have you know chun li's spinning bird kick with ryu's hadouken with dalsim's stretchy arms like there's just it's a complete you can make some real abominations <laughs> with it um but it's cool uh it's definitely new for fighting games i don't think there's ever been a fighting game that has had like an rpg adventure style thing um, and you can fight people in the streets. In this game, you just walk up to people and you punch them in the face. It's like an old lady reading a newspaper. You just go, boom, and then all of a sudden you're in a fight with Ethel from uh, from Connecticut. And you just <laughs> beat the crap out of her for XP. So that's cool. Is that um, the world tour mode? Yeah, that's world tour mode. Okay. World tour mode is literally you fight people in the streets. I I say I would play the game just for that. It's It's so... I could. So I don't care less about like the actual fighting. I just want to be a big buff dude walking down the street and seeing some grandma and just deck her. And yeah, then all of a sudden, out, it's like grandma's got hands too. Yeah, grandma, you better watch out. Grandma might have Zangief's move set, and she might pile drive you into the pavement. You don't know I, until you. I feel until like you go. it's uh, Final Fantasy, uh, where like you're just walking. Final Fantasy VII, you're just walking, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you're like and no! then like you're, you're in a combat section. Um, last point is visuals and sound. And I was talking about this on my stream earlier this week. The visuals and the sound are so good. Uh, Street Fighter V's, like, theme was just, like, fighting game. But Street Fighter VI has, like, elements of, like, hip-hop and rap and, like, contemporary music and it's got some like little lo-fi jazz stuff in there for music. And it also has this like sort of like neon pinks and purples and blues like elements in like the lighting and the menuing. And I just really, I really vibe with the visual design and what the team has done for Street Fighter VI. And maybe that means I'm basic because they probably put it together to appeal to the largest amount of people. But like, you see these colors, right? This is magenta, and this is like uh, like aqua or teal. 
these are like primary colors in every menu of Street Fighter Six. Like <laughs> my mic. Like look at this thing. It's glowing colors. Like that's like Street Fighter Six. It just it just really has a lot of flavor and personality, especially I think in comparison with Street Fighter Five, which was just like bland. I don't know. I don't know. I think about Street Fighter Five and it hurts my brain a little bit compared to Street Fighter Six. But this is the most fun I've had playing a fighting game since Guilty Gear Strive. I think I'm enjoying it a lot more than Guilty Gear Strive because I'm not fighting inputs. I'm just hitting the buttons I want to hit and it does the things I want to do, which is amazing. Um, so definitely pick up Street Fighter Six if you're interested in fighting games, even if you're not. Um, gosh, this is going to be a long episode. I mean, um, you just gave us 15 minutes, if not more, of just Street Fighter, so... I mean, that's fair. That's, like, a big <laughs> chunk of the episode. Um, Monster Hunter did their bonus update uh, with Primordial Malzino, and I played it, I streamed it, it was a hell of a fight. Y'all came through and supported. Huge shout-out to Twas By Design for the Twas. raid. During... I got raided with 38 people in the middle of the hardest fight in the game and i panicked i i was trying to say hi to everybody in chat i was trying not to die thankfully i had some really good people uh hunting with me but it was stressful but wonderful so thank you capcom again I might also do a standalone video on Monster Hunter and just the whole trajectory of Rise and Sunbreak because it's become one of my favorite games of all time. Definitely my favorite game on the Switch. And the Monster Hunter community has been a huge part of the Nintendad story so far. And so our growth. Yeah. Thank you guys for that. Primordial Malzino is grossly hard and just but we beat him i beat him i only carded once so that's good um and uh yeah that happens so check him out if you haven't fought him already summer game fest okay on to the <laughs> real things that matter listen i will drive and pack <laughs> you in the face so um summer game fest the PlayStation showcase and the Xbox showcase, uh, things were kind of broken up into different sections. Some of this stuff is kind of mixed together. Some things that were announced in the Xbox showcase that were a part of Capcom, but Capcom also released them in the Capcom showcase, or things that were expanded upon in the playstation showcase but were initially announced in the xbox showcase and so on and so forth I, I we didn't organize any of this it's just based off of the game itself so um some of this stuff is going to be a very quick run through like hey this was announced do you have any thoughts on it no okay cool hey this was announced are you interested in playing it no okay cool like we're just giving it some shout outs to these things because there's a lot to cover if there's, there's so something here cover. that you truly wanted us to have a conversation about leave a comment come over to discord drop it into the discord channel and we'll be more than happy to talk more about it but with our limited time we're going to kind of run through this yeah um presto the first thing that i have on our docket is cyberpunk 77 it is the new DLC. Go ahead. Yes! <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, yes. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me now. Um, yeah, uh, I love cyberpunk. Um, I have the cyberpunk art book for the game right back there. I'm a huge cyberpunk fan. Uh, I was not super interested in Phantom Liberty at first, um, but they're reworking a lot of the systems. Um, some of the developers have said, I wish this was the product that we launched with because Cyberpunk launched in a hot mess of a state. Yeah. Um, so they've incorporated a lot of things that they wish they could have done into the expansion. Cyber Psychosis is being added, which is if you've watched the anime, if you use too many augments, your character starts to go nuts. And I always thought that was a, a core concept that they skimped that they should have included and here they're including it so if you I don't know be... what he's talking about go to it's on netflix right yeah netflix go edge to, runners go to netflix type in cyberpunk or just type in edge runners because that's the name of the show and watch it it's actually pretty good it's amazing did you watch it yeah oh it's delicious i started rewatching it recently have you really it's a lot that good yeah okay um so yeah that's a big thumbs up for me i will be playing it it's fantastic high on life if you don't know high on life it's from the creators of rick and morty i believe and they created a video game you are a human aliens come to earth you get attacked one of the aliens dies you pick up his gun and suddenly the gun starts talking to you and we are talking like rick and morty or south park type humor Oh, like yeah. this gun has a personality. The writing is very funny. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've... High on Life is getting a DLC calling High on Knife. So Stabbing Knife. Here's a question. So one of the main writers and the voice of a lot of characters in Rick and Morty is Justin Roiland, uh, who <sighs> was arrested for domestic abuse i was to, wondering if you were going to bring this up to put it lightly um and is basically i hate to say it he's canceled because he's like he was yeah. beating the shit out of people um yeah. so justin roiland is out of the picture for rick and morty and i he voices like half of the characters in the game so I'm not, how is that going to happen? So I don't actually know this for a fact, but I will say I've watched them remove voice actors from Destiny and recast them, including old things. So it can be done. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I know there are, I know there's one specific guy on TikTok that sounds exactly like him that I don't think I would mm -hmm. be able to tell the difference. But I'm just wondering, like, I'm wondering how that's going to work. So, but I mean, it, it seems fun. High on Life is hilarious. I've seen people yes. play it. It's just, it's really funny adult humor. Like, so well I think the humor and the writing in the game is better than the gameplay itself. Yeah. It's a, it's a casual sitting on your couch shooting game. Yeah. First like, person shooter, sci-fi adventure kind of stuff, but you're playing it for the the, the writing and the humor. you're playing it for the lols yeah most certainly um microsoft flight simulator they announced their new version flight simulator and a bunch of dlc they also announced other ships and other vehicles that can be used 
uh, like the Dune Dragonfly is being added <gasps> to Microsoft Flight Simulator. The Thopter? Yes, the Thopter. <laughs> it's so fun to say. <laughs> yes. I love the Thopter. So um, if you're into Flight Simulators, let me tell you, like, they have some absolutely beautiful graphics and the trailer had like coast guards coming in to rescue people uh um air tankers or water tankers coming in to put out fires like there are like simulations that you can load up into that are very cinematic That's really cool. cool things i have a question have they figured out how to make it run where your computer or console doesn't overheat <laughs> set on and sound fire. louder than an actual <laughs> jet engine because that's what's always been my barrier. In addition <laughs> to have to having an entire data center to install it because it's like over a hundred gigs. So I can install it on my Xbox. If you delete everything else off of it first. I mean, I've got a terabyte drive in the back end. So, but I mean, yeah, I can install it on the Xbox. But let me tell you, I it takes some loading screens to really get there. Yeah. So that seems cool. Um, you and I played this game on uh, its early access demo release. Yeah, uh, beta testing. Exo Primal. Exo Primal. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, Exo Primal is about the Earth and all of a sudden a fracture in the space time continuum or whatever issue has caused that dinosaurs are now being like. There's a storm. There's a thunderstorm. And out of the thunderstorm comes all sorts of dinosaurs that are falling from the sky. And humans have developed these exosuits that are themed after some of these dinosaurs that they are fighting. And they don these exosuits, which have different abilities and different, you know, perks to fight the dinosaurs that are coming through. So I had more fun with this game than I thought I was going to. I'm going to tell you right now. What I just said sounds like somebody's on crack on the side of the Louisiana streets. Right. I'm it is. You, it is a very. It's twisted. It's a very like out there premise. And most but of the time was... you're fighting, you're not actually fighting the dinosaurs. It's framed in that there's a computer, there's an AI that's putting you into simulations to make a better exosuit to fight actual. And it's just like wait what it's what? like it, yeah. it just becomes really like a little bit convoluted um but i had more fun on. i had more fun playing this than i thought most importantly this is uh this is sort of like a triple a title by capcom so shout out mm -hmm. capcom um that is gonna launch on game pass and i think that yes. is where they are gonna see a thriving player base because let me tell you this the concept for this game is not like it's so far out there i, I almost want to say it's unrealistically appeasing but the but gameplay fun. is actually a lot of fun Ooh, it's, a, uh, it's a 5v5 so it's pvevp but mm -hmm. you don't they they changed it so you're not actually fighting other players basically you and another team are fighting through the same level and the same challenges and you win by completing it faster. Now, in the beta, if you if you both get to the end end zone at the same time, then you have to defeat the other to play. The other yes, team. they took that out. 
Really? People did not like it. Wow. Which, which I sort of understand because the the characters and the classes and the, the exosuits are designed with like crowd control and they're designed yeah. to be played against the dinosaurs. And then when you pit them against each other, it like it almost doesn't make sense to play some of the classes. And yeah. it just felt like it felt like you had a good game and then you had like an unfinished game and the unfinished game you were being forced to play at the most important part of the match to yeah. determine who wins. So people weren't into that. So they took it out, which I think is really like, I mean, it's smart. not yeah. like most developers will not do that. Well, I'm still screaming at the top of my lungs to Nintendo to fix their online for Smash Brothers, fix their online for Splatoon. Do they listen to me? No. Exoprimal, good on you for responding to your community's feedback. Daddy Capcom. Daddy Capcom. Um, uh, the next one I only put in because of how absolutely weird it is. Frontier, Frontier. Mech-based so, multiplayer farming? Farming. Like, yes. Like farming. Lightyear. So you are a... I, I don't know if you want you're to call a farmer. Like a, yeah, but you're a farmer and a mech pilot. Lightyear Frontier uh, is a space farming simulator with mechs. That's that's the tagline. Okay. So I mean... you are in outer space. So think of Slime Rancher, but with mechs and not slime, but like actual farming things. So this seems like it's for the person who played Mech Warrior growing up but has since become a more chill, sensible gamer and like Stardew Valley. And now this is here. For I, them. I am going to, I'm going to try and send you a, a Facebook messenger picture so that you can see this. Cause it's actually kind of entertaining. It seems like an interesting slash confusing concept. Oh, I just accidentally closed my show notes. <laughs> but I got the picture. Oh. Okay. Right? Okay. I kind of see it. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's weird. It's like Minecraft meets Mech Warrior. Yeah. Okay. That's a thing. So, um, I mean, it's a Mech it's farming. An idea. Yep. Um, Fallout 76 Atlantic City. So is this DLC to Fallout 76? Yeah, so if you remember, Fallout 76 is the online Fallout. So it's yes, the... Yes, it's the uh, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's constantly radiation. growing. So they've added in the Blue Moon trailer, um, which is like an add-on, and then they've announced the Atlantic City DLC. So you're going to be able to travel to Atlantic City. Um, Ooh, now we're talking about Atlantic of, City instead of being post apocalyptic Atlantic City, it's just Atlantic City like it is right now. Because if I you've mean, been to Atlantic City in the last couple of years, that's basically what it looks like. It already thing. looks like a Fallout game, so that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, um, um, Little Kitty Big City. I, I, I brought this in here just because we are the Nintendads and we have little kids, and my sushi cat will love this game little kitty big city i like the name it's fun to say little kitty big yep. city so this next game 
you have to truly have seen the trailer to appreciate this, but it is a beautiful game. Another oh, crab's treasure. Another crab's treasure. Game. I know this game. We've talked okay. about this before, actually. Yes. So this is hold on. Let me <laughs> let me read the Steam description for you. First of all, the the public the developer is called Agro Crab. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is uh in a vibrant undersea kingdom on the verge of collapse, a hermit crab embarks on a treasure hunt to buy back his repossessed shell. This is a souls-like... Yes, you heard that right. This is a souls-like adventure set in a crumbling underwater world where you play as a crab. Um, Krill the hermit crab, you'll need to wear trash around you as shells to withstand attacks from enemies many times your size. So this is a Souls-like crab game where you upgrade your shell. A crab-like, if you will. I think I, this is amazing. I love this concept. When I first saw this trailer, I was sold. The The beauty of this game is Oh my phenomenal. god, it's coming out for Switch. We're, we're gonna play it. I, I, I mean... I was going to play it if it wasn't coming out for Switch. <laughs> this looks... This is amazing. Play your own pace. Designed to be an approachable experience for new Souls-like players as well as provide a challenge for hardcore fans. Another Crab's Treasure offers something for any level or skill or time commitment. Assist so, options are provided. Oh, it's got modern controls. Everybody panic. <laughs> so imagine you're a crab and you're going up against some bad guy and you need better armor. You better go back to the trash bin and see if you can find yourself a metal soup can so you can level yourself up and go fight that whatever that that bad guy is. If you you go back a couple games and you go to Atlantic City, you can find anything you need. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So Daddy Daddy Catcom has released. Wait, you skipped one. Sea of Stars. uh, Sorry, sorry. Or did you skip that intentionally? Sea of Stars. I mean, whatever. Daddy Capcom reveals the Path of Goddess, which is a very unique. I don't want to say Japanese esque, but it's a. It looks uh, like uh, Sekiro Shadows yes. Die Twice. It looks like a Souls like type thing, Path of Goddess. It looks dope. It does. It looks cool. It was originally uh, world revered, world revealed on the xbox showcase and then later followed up on on the capcom showcase um so good i wonder sharing their sauce i I wonder if maybe they're going to release it for xbox or or you know what the game the the you know the deal was there but that was that was a thing um going back to sea of stars real quick i did play the demo of this on so yeah, I, I purposely Switch. didn't. I purposely didn't talk about this one. I was going to jump to this one because I know that you played the demo. I wanted to give you a chance to talk about. Yes, it. I did play the demo. It is really cool. It's sort of a modern take on a classic, like pixel style uh, JRPG. So think, um, I don't know, like the older Final Fantasies, uh, pa- Secret of Mana um golden sun it reminded me a lot of golden sun 
um, okay. from the Game Boy Advance days. Um, and it's cool. If you like retro RPGs, uh, check this one out. It's got some yeah. it's got some cool stuff. Um, I am going to visit the little Nintendo's room real quick while you gush about Starfield. <laughs> so Starfield. Oh, my God, Starfield. Uh, I am sorry for anybody who's listening on headphones and I just broke your eardrums. Let me tell you, Starfield has gone through some huge development problems. They have been delayed and delayed and delayed. And I quite frankly don't care if I get what I saw in that trailer. I'm sold. I'm done. This is the the perfect example, I think, of Cyberpunk 77 shoved out a game despite its delays and it was not complete and it got trashed by the reviewers. People were requesting refunds left and right. Where Starfield saw that and refused to allow a half-baked game and kept it held back for... I think it's now three years it's missed its release date or more. And I am so excited for what I saw in this trailer. Um, So, Presto, I was just saying that this kind of reminds me of Cyberpunk 77 where they despite its uh, delays, they rushed out a game and then it, it crumbled and failed once it was in the hands of the of the players. Starfields? No, Cyberpunk 77. Oh, yeah. And how I'm saying how I am so grateful that Starfield didn't take that same path and release this game. How they kept holding it back and kept holding it back, which I think is like three years past its uh, release date so that they can polish this to prevent that from happening. If we get what we saw in the trailer, I think it was justified for their delay, and I am very excited to see it. And I was going to say that this very much gives me um, No Man's Sky meets Destiny and becomes this, uh, uh, that, that's their off, offspring. That's their child. Yeah, with some Mass Effect in there, maybe, for, yes. for good measure. Yep. Um, I, it looks interesting to me. It's going to have to be really good to take because I have, I have like a couple categories in my brain and those categories typically can only be filled by one game at a time. So for example, um, when I want to play a space exploration game, I'm going to play No Man's Sky. If I'm going to play a racing game, I'm going to play Horizon 5. In order because also because space exploration games there's typically a very high learning curve you typically have to dump hours and hours and hours to get to a point where you can really enjoy the game freely starfield is really gonna have to pull out the stops if they want to get me away from no man's sky i think they already have done that for me it's yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't looked into it as much as you, so that's fair. And if you play it, I will probably play it. Like, I'm a pushover for, for peer pressure. <laughs> um, but I have to say it, and I know you're going to go, oh, blah, blah, blah. But it's, 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 a, it's a groundbreaking, innovative game with space and blah, 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 blah. But it runs at 30 frames per second bite me 
30 frames Fight per me. second? And I you know, know what? I'm hypocritical because Monster Hunter runs at 30 frames per second, but Monster Hunter Rise runs at 30 frames per second on the Switch, which is basically a glorified TI-84 calculator at this point. <laughs> but when Monster Hunter Rise got ported to PC, it runs at 60. When it got ported to all the other modern consoles, it runs at 60. Starfield will be the only game that comes out for modern consoles that runs at 30 frames per second. Let me ask you, does No Man's Sky run at 60 frames per second? Uh, Usually higher. Uh-huh. Do you think No Man's Sky has the same fidelity of graphics that Starfield has? I haven't looked at Starfield enough to... I don't think so. I think that No claim, Man's really? Sky leans more into its cartoonish style in order to reach that. And I think, graphically speaking, while No Man's Sky may be just as beautiful, it does not have the same type of level of graphic arts that's been done to it. Okay. And from what I have seen from the trailers... I will tell you, this game, Starfield, looks like the epitome of this world is lived in. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but they're yes. only living at 30 frames per second. <laughs> is that a life? Is that a life worth living? <laughs> so I'm, here's I'm, a thought. Here's a thought. I'm sold. No Man's Sky you can play in VR right yes mm, starfield yes. if they said oh you can play starfield in vr you would vomit blood playing a vr game at 30 frames per second you would get sick your brain Probably. would ooze out of your nose and your ears and that would be it for you um i just i am not against it i'm not saying that i won't get it but i'm saying it basically is competing in a category that has some heavy hitters being No Man's Sky, which is now beloved by the community. Um, and to come I'd like to category, point out that how bad No Man's Sky launched oh, and how, so far, how far they came. They've been updating it. They've gotten you've done like 20 free updates over the course yep. of like five years, like crazy. Like they've gotten yep. so many awards for putting more like free stuff into their game than like any game ever. Um, they're going to have to do some pretty crazy stuff at 30 frames per second to really, and it's not like, Oh, here's the game. It runs at 30 frames. It's like, here's the game that's been delayed for three years and it runs at 30 frames per second. Like they're, ru they're running out of like chances uh, here. I, I hear the you. Game, but the I, game I'm has in... to launch flawlessly and blow everybody's socks off so you to justify the delays in the frame rate you mentioned mass effect let me tell you i loved me some mass effect i've not played and mass effect has some deep lore and on what does top mass of effect it, run at with frame rate i it's so old it probably is like 20 like i it's nobody it's runs old. at 20 <laughs> so but i i love me some mass effect and it has an excellent combat system. And 
this is a game that's being released. Starfield is being released from the same company, same developers who have given us, for me, uh, Fallout and Skyrim, which are both excellent, excellent world building games. What what frame rate does Skyrim run at? Bite me. <laughs> I don't care. Lived in. Uh, it's lived in at sixty <laughs> frames per second. Okay, I'm done. I won't make any more. Uh, I I will take the 30 frames. I am excited to see Todd Howard give me a 30 frame per second cupcake, and I'm going to eat all of it. Cake's a lie. You should have known that. (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, Speaking of stars, Star Wars Outlaws, pew, pew, pew. Give me all your open world adventure. Open world adventure is what I thrive on. This is one of the reasons why, if you've been watching us long enough, take a shot. That we that we said in I think our first or third episode that they need to be giving us an open world Pokemon. They need to be giving us an open world Zelda. And I am so excited about this open world Star Wars. They literally talked about in the trailer that you could be running in Star Wars on some planet and see a ship fly overhead and decide to follow that ship over the horizon where it has landed at a sea at a city port and then jump on another ship to go off into the distance. And just like in Starfield, I'll tell you. I was you I was can, just gonna say, why are you playing Starfield if you have Star Wars? You can, you can. I because I, this is what I want for my life. I want both these games. Just want to live in space. I do. I, I'm I'm ready. I so I sat down in bed the other night and couldn't sleep, so I rolled over and turned on Amazon Prime and I watched The Martian. Mark Wahlberg get oh. lost, stuck on Mars. So no, Matt Damon. Not Damon. Sorry, Mark not Mark Wahlberg. Marky not Mark. Damon. He'd be dead. <laughs> He'd be like, Mars. Why am I on Mars? Dead. <laughs> so, I, I've got a, a fascination with. with I do. Space I, right I've now. been itching to watch Interstellar again. That's available on Amazon Prime too. Yeah, it doesn't run at thirty frames per second. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Star Wars Outlaws looks pretty cool. Um. Uh-huh. Might have to check that one out. I think that will be also Star Wars. I believe is that is Outlaws being done by EA. Do you know? I have no idea. Well, if it is, that would be a great. That would be a great thing for us to. Uh, Our EA partnership. Yeah. Yes. No, it's Ubisoft. Dag nabbit. I love me some Ubisoft games though. They're Ubi good. Um. So Final Fantasy. Five, six, seven. Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> Final Fantasy seven rebirth. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy seven rebirth looking kind of good. I did not get um the Final Fantasy seven remake, the first chapter where you're in Midgar. Final Fantasy seven rebirth is the part of the story in Final Fantasy seven where you get to branch out of the city and go into the open world they have already said it's going to come on two discs <laughs> which i don't what does that mean what does that mean <laughs> square enix because final fantasy the first game came out on three discs the entire game the entire game this 
second part is coming out on two discs and discs hold a lot more. So yeah. like it it's it looks interesting and I've also been I've also seen that you don't necessarily need to have played the first part of the remake to play this. So, I'm interested especially I, I mean, if this if it launches on PC that might be a that might be a pickup at launch for me. It's probably not. I'll be honest with you. I've watched uh, Horizon Chasers or My Name Is Jeff uh, to play the first part on the PlayStation, and it looks so good. And they've just made things better with this next installment. I, I I'm interested. This is on my 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 top shelf watch list. Huh? So. Um, let's see. I'm just doing a quick search. No, it's not going to launch on PC, so I don't care. <laughs> so Spider-Man 2 got a release date. That's awesome, because I've been wanting to play Spider-Man slash Spider-Man Miles Morales for years. And yeah. then finally, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Miles Morales finally came out on Steam just in time to be completely Thanks. ignored by me because I'm <laughs> swimming in a sea of other games. Every yep. time Steam taunts me, provokes me, tortures me by sending me an email being like, hey, Spider-Man Miles Morales is on sale for 50% off. Don't you want it? And I'm like, oh, Street Fighter see, Zelda. that's exactly how they get me. I have no self-control when I get those emails. I can't. But... It's on sale right now. It's on sale right now. This is the exact reason why I own every single Assassin's Creed game that it's ever been made. I I, I haven't your, even played your them. Your backlog is it is gives me it's anxiety ins- to even think about. I can't it even. It's anxiety. like an episode of Hoarders. It is. That's why I switched to digital only because you, you ran uh, out you of rem- space. You had <laughs> I ran out of set of into a closet. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna try because we're 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 getting, an hour and thirty three minutes for this episode. The, we're, we're in the twilight of respectable times for a podcast here. Um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat One. Oh no! I said we're gonna hurry up, and then I just walked into a landmine. Uh, Mortal Kombat One is the most gory fighting game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Did you you saw the trailers for this? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but it looks good. The gameplay, I've watched the gameplay. I tried really, really hard on multiple occasions to get into Mortal Kombat 11 because I love playing fighting games with Nick Yeti. Me and Nick Yeti playing fighting games. We have known each other and we've been playing fighting games together for so many years. We can read each other. And I could play anybody else in the world, but if I play Nick Yeti, it's a different game immediately because we just we we click in that way. So any opportunity to play the same fighting game as Nick Yeti, I jump on. I tried so hard to get into Mortal Kombat 11. I I, I bought the game used, returned it within a couple days. I borrowed the game from Nick Yeti gave it back to him said i'm sorry i can't i can't do it and maybe that's my fault because i did try to play it on the switch and it was one of the worst switch ports that i've played um so lady sage 
wrecked me. Absolutely wrecked me in yes. Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I got I got on Xbox. Lady Sage has memories growing up as a young little girl sitting on her dad's lap playing the original. So like Mortal Kombat holds a special place. And let me tell you, I, I was not expecting the spanking that I got. I deserved it. <laughs> so, okay, so this begs the point, are you getting Mortal Kombat 1? Are you going to get into Mortal Kombat 1? I might, just so I can play it with Lady Sage. That's reason enough, yeah. It looks faster. They've introduced the uh, the cameo, with a K, of course. Um, the cameo system, which is basically you get an assist, and typically we see this, Marvel versus Capcom has this, Dragon Ball Z has this, assist fighters are yeah. usually reserved for anime style games, which are disgustingly fast paced, like long, insane combos. Incorporating assists in Mortal Kombat, I don't think was anything that anybody ever expected. I think it's going to add a nice layer of complexity to it, which is what we want in our fighting games. Um, I personally find it a little too gory. Like, I don't... I don't oh... I don't want to see live leak like footage every time I, I boot up a game. <laughs> um, but my real main concern is that if it plays like an NRS game, NRS is NetherRealm Studios, the makers of Mortal Kombat, and they're an amazing studio. They make some amazing games. Mortal Kombat gameplay to me is usually so boring and I can't do it. It feels unresponsive. It feels like when I'm playing Street Fighter or I'm playing Guilty Gear or even Smash, I feel like I'm in control of my character, right? That they have, I know the weight of my character, I'm doing things, I'm controlling the character. When I play Mortal Kombat, I feel like I'm sitting at a soundboard and when I hit the buttons, it triggers like a short cinematic of a move rather than controlling my character. And I don't know what other way I can describe it other than it just feels really awkward and clunky and stiff and just like, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about specifically Mortal Kombat 11 that was, didn't like the feel of it. And it was just like, if you watch Mortal Kombat 11, it's like the same combos over and over and over again. And I think Mortal Kombat 1 is going to fix that because it looks like there's a lot more creativity um, and it's not going to be the same combos over and over again. But it needs to feel more responsive and less like, okay, I hit a button, I grabbed you. Now I'm just going to sit here for three seconds while your character gives my character, you know, a colonoscopy. I don't want that. I want it. I want it. Anyway, I'll try it. <laughs> we said we were going to blow through this list and we're dragging our way. Okay, the next one, Fortnite wilds gets revealed. Transformers crossover. I don't give transformers. I don't give a shit about Fortnite. Sonic superstars, <laughs> new 2d classic Sonic game coming this year. This looks fire. I'm going to get this Sonic. Uh, what was the one that came out? Whatever. The, the the latest contemporary 2D Sonic game um, oh, was yeah. great. I have it on computer, uh, a PC. It's wonderful. This looks cool. I can't wait to have my son play this. I hope we get a demo of it soon. Looks really cool. Alan Wake 2. 
Star Trek Infinite. Uh, the only reason why I even put this on the list is because I am currently watching the Star Trek Next Generation Captain Picard series. Your whole so, life, you're currently watching a Star Trek. That's not a thing. That's I mean, new. There's, there's that many Star Treks yes. in existence. So. You are Trekkie. So that look, that's cool. That looks cool. Yep. Um, S- Sandland, Archaea, Tyromia. Uh, Sandland, so Akira Toriyama is like, if you've seen um, uh, Dragon Quest or you've seen Dragon Ball Z, that's Akira Toriyama. So it's very, like, it's a very specific style that you know immediately. And Sand World or Sandland is this, like, open world adventure where humans and demons live together. And it sort of looks like an action RPG. It looks cool. It kind of looks like, uh, it reminds me of... um, uh, Dragon Quest Dungeons, I think it was called, or Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest Dungeons, or Dragon Quest World, or something like that. Um, but it's cool. It's cartoony. It's open world. It looks fun. Um, Pal World. Yeah, Pal World. Pal is... World is that Pokemon with guns game, and it's coming. <laughs> it's real I... somehow. I feel like there's a cutesy little girl with like a little uh, keychain of like a little Pikachu that's on the edge of her purse, and she's holding on to this little Pikachu stuffed animal. The Pikachu's got a Glock. She's wearing a school outfit and a skirt, and like sucking on a lollipop, and she's skipping through the forest. So cool. And then so some like big buff, muscular, bald head, ripped shirt man shows up like. Give me all of your money, you little girl. And she's like, oh, no, and throws her Pikachu stuffed animal on the ground. And it just rips open, pulls apart and pulls out a Gatling gun and and turns this dude into Swiss cheese. Kind of. I mean, it's it's Pokemon with like also like the in, in the trailers, they show the Pokemons like being forced to work as slaves in factories to make guns. (laughs) <laughs> which is like another layer of messed up, but it's like to the cutesy like anime soundtrack. It's like let's go on an adventure. Let's use our high caliber rounds to defeat these enemies. Let's force Pokemon into slave labor to make cheap arms productions to fuel warlords. Pal world, we're pals now. We're running out of ideas in the video this... game world that we have to start combining things that don't go together. This and I'm is... here for it. I might play this game. This is gonna. This would be such a good game to stream because people would show up just to be like, "What the is hell? this game? It's out of pocket as it looks." And yes, it, it looks like it is gonna be. So um, the only reason why I added the Lord of the Rings: Return of Mora coming this fall on this list is because oh my god, am I tired of seeing Lord of the Rings everything everywhere. Oh, do you see it everywhere? I don't feel like I mean, there's Lord always of... like I feel like there's always a Lord of the Rings project in the works. That's my point. Like it'll it's never like... be over. It was like this Netflix show, the Gollum spinoff game. Like... like it's it's honestly Star Wars is getting to this point where ever since uh, Daddy Disney got a hold of it, that they've just made everything Star Wars everywhere. Lord of the Rings, whoever owns Lord of the Rings, they're doing the exact same thing. And I'm just that cow till it's 
dead and then they're gonna make a cheeseburger and sell it to you (laughs) i'm just over it i'm over it um twisted metal i don't know how you turn this game into a show but they did and i'm gonna watch it i'm so excited for this anthony mackie i I like anthony mackie you and i have a memory of sitting in your basement playing twisted metal and the ice cream truck i am just so excited i'm gonna watch this i don't know what it's gonna be like but i'm gonna watch it yeah yeah um marvel snap has a new competitive mode conquest mode um we haven't played marvel snap in a while uh we promoted marvel snap hard and we were all into it we liked it but it's it's gonna get a proper competitive mode i think proper competitive mode um i think it's some kind of tournament format the conquest mode format still kind of confuses me i might pop in and try it out um the card acquisition they just never fixed and they did yeah. a lot of like questionable like microtransaction stuff. Still a super fun game. I also just don't have time to play it because if I have time to breathe, I need to be approving clan applications for Diablo or <laughs> fending people off of my back for using modern controls in Street Fighter. So we'll get back to Marvel Snap probably at some point. But um Call of Duty. Uh, Speaking of things that, that I'm sick of, sick of being around, Call of Duty. I mean, I haven't had any respect for the Call of Duty franchise since Modern Warfare Two. And do my eyes deceive me? That says Modern Warfare Two. Oh, that's right. Their new games were so bad that they decided to go. What was the last game we make we made that people actually liked? Modern Warfare 2. Yes, let's do that again. And it seems like they've managed to I mean they did that with Black Ops. They made Black Ops 2 because they wanted to bring back all the love for Black Ops. There's some there's some drama with Nick Merckx. They put his skin in the game. Um and then he said some things which were not. His comments His comments were trying to be inclusive to different groups of people and I guess the creators didn't agree with it. It was kind of the other way around. It was, I don't want to get into the specifics of this, but (sighs) Call of Duty had some ideological conflicts with the creator that they put in the game. And so they took him out. And then everyone else said, we're uninstalling this game. What I think happened is all these creators don't like the game. Ask anybody who plays Modern Warfare, anybody who plays Call of Duty regularly, and go, do you like this game, or do you feel like it stresses you out more? And I almost guarantee they're going to go, no, it stresses me out more, but I like, I have to play it. So my boss, I think, I my think boss this, will play this game just so that he can kill some little kids who say profanities. <laughs> I think a lot of people play this game for views and play it because it's the hot game but give them a reason, an ideological reason to uninstall it and make a stand. And I think they will. And I think that a large amount of that is is fueled by they don't really want to play the game in the first place. And if they have an excuse not to play it, they're going to take that. I mean, Dr. Disrespect uninstalled the game. When was the last he, time Dr. Disrespect streamed the game? As he has uninstalled Modern Warfare and talked more shit on Modern Warfare than like anybody else that I can think of off the top of my head. And I agree with him. And so, like I said, I don't think he likes the game. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think most of the people who play the game like the game. 
Um, I think he talked more about it on his stream than he actually played it. Yes, I think so. Anyway. Path of Exile 2. Path of Exile 2 looks cool. Path of Exile 1 is way older than most people think. Oh my god, um, yeah. But has gotten popular. It's like a hardcore version of Diablo, which seems needlessly complicated. Um, But Path of Exile 2 is coming. Maybe they'll make it a little more user-friendly. Maybe it'll be more streamlined. I'm interested. I will be absolutely following that news with bated breath and trying it when it comes out. Unless I'm still fully addicted to Diablo because they basically do the same thing. They scratch (laughs) the same itch. Starfield and No Man's Sky, they're going for the same parking spot. Diablo and Path of Exile 2, same parking spot. And uh diablo has already pulled into that spot and has already started tailgating so they're really gonna have to do some crazy stuff uh or wait a couple years um before they launch that game life of p is going to be getting a demo if you don't know what life of p is i don't know how to help you understand what life of p is because i have watched the trailers and i don't fully know what life of P it is. is it is dark souls right it is dark souls but the the story is your Pinocchio. So, caretaker, Ascension's fiance, caretaker, and Lady Sage were sitting on the couch, and I come walking in the apartment door to caretaker's house, caretaker's apartment, and I'm standing at the doorway, and I hear, "We want to buy the Pinocchio game where you kill things," and I was like. Pinocchio kills things? Like, yeah, we're gonna buy it. And I was just like, sure, let's let's do this. So um, it, it's oh, gonna get played. What? Netflix Netflix put out a Witcher season three trailer? I actually haven't yeah. seen this. I'll have to yeah. watch that. This is the last season with um uh what you call it? Ken- uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. So this will probably be the last season. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> so I, not to go too much in the weeds, but the reason why Henry Cavill is leaving, from a business standpoint, I understand why they chose to separate their contract with him. From a purist of the content that they are creating, I understand why Henry Cavill fought them so hard to stay true because he is such a huge fan of the original content uh i i it's unfortunate that this is the path that led to this situation because i think henry cavill was the right person for this role he is he is he is Geralt, and so that's why i'm saying and he he knows the character so well that he can bring that to the role which is great. I I don't know the the new guy who they got to replace him. Maybe the the show will be just Liam, as good. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, I I, I don't know. He's great. I, I don't. I mean, they're gonna really have to like have a strong separation to where this is a different character than Geralt. Like it's gonna be. Old. I don't think they're going to. I I think it's it's gonna be the exact same. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of uh, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill was asked in an interview, what are you super nerdy about? And he said, well, uh, it's Warhammer Warhammer 40,000, which is the next game we're talking about. Look at that segue. Uh, Space Marine 2 co-op 
this looks good. This looks really good. So Warhammer 40,000, while this game is coming out and the co-op is coming out, I know nothing about the series, but they are making a Warhammer show, right? And Warhammer, they're making Warhammer everything. They have like three different games coming out. And Henry Cavill is a part of that uh, project as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We did talk about that. So Warhammer 40,000 is a tabletop game that okay. you play with miniatures and you play you basically you play it it's like an army think of like starcraft but the units you have miniatures of are your army and that's how oh. you play okay so if you spent ten thousand dollars on your army of miniatures that's what you show up with uh <laughs> so it's kind of, and I don't know much about the game beyond that, but I know it's like a tabletop strategy game, but so, you have to buy your army physically. That's how what you play I, it. What I'm hearing is I'm going to go to the nearest junkyard and I'm going to haul out two clunkers, bring it to my buddy's machine shop, no, and he's going to melt no, these cars down no, into no. millions of little characters. Henry Cavill will come to your house and kick your pets you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to buy the things. Ooh! Oh, never mind. I thought Fate Maker just went live playing Diablo. I'm like, we gotta wrap this up. We gotta go play with our friends. Uh, but it was somebody else. Um, so, but the game looks cool. It's a first-person shooter, sci-fi. Is it first-person or third-person? Who cares? It's co-op. I want to play it. I'm going to make you play. No. Nick Getty's very okay. interested in this. Um, All right. Last was uh, Capcom did their presentation. They went over a lot of games that they had already had announced. Dragon's Dogma 2. So Dragon's Dogma 1, I've heard of, like, sort of, like, here and there. A lot of people say Dragon's Dogma is the best uh, Dungeons & Dragons game like Dungeons and Dragons-esque game. Like if you want to play Dungeons and Dragons as a video game, Dragon's Dogma is very close. Dragon's Dogma 2 is the next one in the series. It looks amazing. I will 100% be picking it up when it comes out. It looks great. I want it. I don't have time. If, 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 if there was a gap, if this was like last year at this time and we had... Uh, sort of a drought of games, I would absolutely go back and get Dragon's Dogma 1 and try it out. But because of the absolute stockpile of games that we have right now, um, Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to have to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to wait and play that over going back and playing the first one. Um, oh, we made it. Can we, we wrap it. this up before the two-hour mark? <laughs> we are one hour and 54 minutes and 44 seconds. Are you ready? Yes. So I want to just say that we are releasing this episode on Father's Day. And Father's Day is why our channel and our name exists. We are the Nintendo Dads. We cater to the dad audience. Um, and I want to just say thank you for everybody who has followed us over the years and has been a part of our channel and our growth and our Discord community. And I also 
want to just thank everybody for just listening to our podcast and being a part of this. Yeah, y'all are are the best. You make it possible Um, to do what we do. Happy Father's Day to each and every one of you who are out there. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Special shout outs to Daddy Borelli, my father, who helped bring me into this world. And And shout outs to Daddy-O, Mr. (laughs) Iron Man out there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Presto. The side quest of the day is what dad advice do you have for other fathers out there? Ooh, is there any, is there any specific tree you're barking up or just? Nope. General. What do you think as a father, new coming fathers should know? What do you think has been most impactful to you being a successful father? Hmm. I guess... And I'm stealing this from somebody else that I heard a while back. But people also people often think of their life in like chunks. Like you have, you know, you wake up and your husband and then you go to work and your coworker and then you come home and you have to be dad. And then at the end of the day, there's whatever's left. Um, and people often think that like, oh, you know, I'm living my life. I have kids and uh, life is tough with kids. Life's complicated with kids. You know, you're trying to do your life and kids kind of get in the way. But I would encourage you to think of it the other way around. Kids are life. Everything else is sort of peripheral. I mean, if you really get down to it, you know, in the day to day, we sort of have that attitude of like, oh, everything's crazy. And then I have the kids. But it really should be, I'm raising children, comma, and providing for my family as a job, and doing a podcast with my crazy best friend, and trying to play games. But at the center of it, when you really think about it, taking care of your kids and raising your kids and giving them the best of you is the primary thing. And I think if you can think about that and reflect upon that, every once in a while it offers some good perspective um the other thing is just be figure out a way to be really patient (laughs) (laughs) just think about being patient you know just patience can go a long way with kids and it's hard to do but i think if you maintain that first perspective i talked about it will aid you in being more patient um, so that's my dad advice. Good advice. What's your my, dad advice? My dad advice is wear sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> we run through life. We have jobs. We've got projects. We've got podcasts. We've got so many things that happen. And sometimes we even allow the children to manage our lives and what we can do. And it's very easy for parents, husband and wife, or whatever your situation is, to forget each other. Remember that you are there for your children and that your children are number one and that's everything that you're doing for, but do not forget your spouse in the matter. Set time aside for each other. Set time aside for yourself because you can only be the best father you can be 
when you are at your core the best self you can be oh i like it look at us some unconventional wisdom from the nintendads here you're only going to get this type of deep thought once a year so enjoy it folks we have 30 seconds before it hits the two hour mark so make some dumb joke and that'll be the end of the episode (laughs) i don't have one Oh, no. <laughs> knock, knock. Where's sunscreen? Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Don't cry. The episode's over. Bye, everybody. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>